Welcome, my friends. Thank you for tuning in today to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I come to you live every Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m. here from KKNW. Just so you know, we also offer an encore show, and that is at 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Fridays and 9 a.m. Eastern Time, also on Fridays. Today, we are going to look at the plots and the scripts that we find ourselves living, because it's funny how plots and scripts, whether you're talking about writing something for your story or if you're talking about living out your desired life, you're kind of living through some sort of plot and script. What's interesting about this is that your identity decides what sort of plots and scripts are going to fit you. So if you don't like the plots and scripts you think you've been handed in life, guess what? You can change them. And it starts by changing your identity. Ooh, what has Coach Debbie for us today? My goodness. No, I really mean it. You have the power to have a whole new identity. People do it all the time. But what we tend to think about are those who are running scared or they're escaping the law or something like that, those fun ones. But even if you're not that sort, and I kind of hope you're not, you might have times in your life where you want to take a big quantum leap or you're looking to do a huge upgrade. Maybe you're all of a sudden trying to go from being regular Joe to author Joe. Mm, That's going to take a new identity. If you've never been an author before and you're planning to be an author, you're changing your identity. Uh Uh-huh. And that means there's certain things about the way you think, the things you believe, the emotions you feel, the actions you take, the behaviors you'll be known for, the standards you hold, all of that, all of that is going to go through a certain shift. So how do we make this happen? Who makes this happen? Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. This is what we are talking about today. You're not stuck in the plot that you are living. You're not stuck with the script you feel you've been handed. And while plots and scripts walk hand in hand together, if you go back to the root, who you really are, and the story you've decided you want to live, those, sit, those, those settings, those plots, those situations, those circumstances are going to start to look a whole lot different. And the way things play out, those scripts between you and others, will Yeah, I'm going to teach you all about that. And I would love to take your questions. I just had the opportunity to talk with a client 
about this topic, and he was over the moon excited and gave me a couple of questions that we're going to explore. But if you have one, I will gladly take them. My email is askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. That's askcoachdebbie, D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail.com. And I'm not going to have Facebook open today, so that's the way you're going to get to me. You're also welcome to give us a call. We're here at 1-888-298-5569, and I would be more than happy to take your call and talk to you about the plots and the scripts and the character that you really are, the story that you are making in your life. Now, today, um, I, I took quite a bit of time to get ready to come to the radio station today because uh, just, just a few days ago, um, I learned some very sad news about a friend. And I would like to dedicate today's show to him. And he is someone who has just left this life and gone on to his new life. I didn't see that coming at all. But I want to tell you a little bit about his character and the plots and the scripts that he lived by. He's someone that I really, really admired. And yet when I think of the early days when I first met him, I remember running away from him. This was someone that I I was in a work situation with. He was a director. I was a manager on my way up to a director position, and I was going to have to work side by side with him, and I didn't want to because he seemed to have a very fierce personality. In fact, he had this bumper sticker on his car. (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to use the words exactly that were on that bumper sticker here, but it went something like this. It said, Jesus loves me, and everyone else thinks I'm a donkey's back end, basically. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of on the donkey team. I I just didn't feel comfortable around this particular character at all. But here's what I learned. I came into a stronger leadership position. And if I was going to do well at this job, I was going to listen to him and follow his mentorship. And what I noticed about him was that he ran a really tight ship. He, he was one of those people who commanded authority. He was somebody who stood strong for his values. There was this one particular day when I was at work and scrambling like always, and he was at work and just doing everything like a, a well-run ship, and he didn't, he didn't look so good. His color didn't look so good, and I don't know what made me decide to be friendly to him, but I did. I went over and just asked him how he was doing. And he kind of looked at me like, I don't have to say anything. He just sort of gave me that face. And I was just about to walk away. And he said, uh, 
my kid's, my kid's mother has left. Now, he didn't say his wife. He said, my kid's mother has left. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he started telling me a little bit more about the story. And as, as the next months and about it, the next year played out, he, he adopted these kids. Uh, I know one of them he fathered. I know the other one he didn't. He adopted them. He continued to run this incredible, just clean as a whistle ship of our, our work that we had. He was respected by many, not necessarily liked, but very much respected. And, you know, he never lost, missed a day of work. There was a lot going on in his personal life. And I just, I went from, yeah, thinking kind of he was the donkey's back end to seeing his real character. And what I saw was that there were these certain plots these situations where he had to be the responsible one over and over and over again. But the script he always told was one that honored others. He was, he was the sort of person that stepped up and took tremendous responsibility, far more than one person might need to. And he was dealt a lot. But part of the reason I think that the, the plots of his life were so heavy and so intricate is that he was willing to be a responsible person in many, many places. And so the scripts, the scripts were predictable. They involved him being in a leadership role. They involved him telling people what they needed to do. They involved him stepping up. I can even remember one night he came to work really late and and just made sure that after a storm, everything uh, was working. All the systems were in place so that when the rest of us got there starting at 7.30 in the morning, there wouldn't be a lag. I mean, that takes an incredible character. So there was a part of me that was very, very sad to, to find out that, you know, he was younger than me. You know, he, he died a young man. And yet he also lived by these incredible standards. And, and his life was in some ways very, very predictable because of those standards the plots and the scripts that kept showing up in his life followed the values and the standards that mattered most to him. Now, just stepping back from that story for a minute, anytime someone is writing fiction or, or a script for TV or a movie, they're really thinking about the character because particular characters find themselves in particular plots. They don't all go together. You know, you, you're not going to see certain people in certain situations. For example, 
Uh, I am someone. I am someone who rides the bus, and I ride the bus because my eyesight doesn't allow me to drive a car. Well, when I'm on the bus, I see all kinds of patterns. I notice there's certain people on the bus that are just going to work, like me, and there's certain people on the bus that travel to、uh, move their groceries from the grocery store to home, like me. They carry things. There's other people on the bus that are carting their children back and forth to school, not like me, but there's there's a group of them. There's people on the bus that can't afford to ride the bus. Fortunately, not like me, but unfortunately, there were times I thought I was a step away from that. But fortunately, not like me. But there are these groups of people on the bus. There's particular people that the bus serves well. It's a plot. There are other people you're never going to see on the bus ever. And it's it's not because、uh, they can't ride the bus, but maybe they decide that the bus is a place that's unclean or below them, or、um, why do it since I have a car? Or they have ideas around its safety, or they just prefer not to walk more, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's all fine. But there are certain repeated. Patterns of people on the bus. I even I have a particular friend. When I go and visit her, and I tell her when I will arrive at the bus stop next to her house, she says, "Don't be ridiculous. I would never make you take the bus." I don't think she's been on a bus a day in her life, but she has ideas about the bus, and she doesn't fit. She doesn't fit. She doesn't have a plot or a script around it, except that it's not for her. Now, here's what's interesting: you can be someone like me who rides a bus. You can be someone like my friend who ran and directed a huge department. You can be a fiction writer. You can be just who you are. But there are going to be. Certain plots and certain scripts that fit your identity, and if you don't like them, you're going to need to change at the level of your identity. And those are the things that you believe in. Those are the things you think about. Those are the things you have feelings around, and those are definitely the things you take action on. All of that. Oh my goodness! Heavy duty topic today. Well, once again, this is Story You Talk Radio. If you are new to this show, I invite you to join me every single Thursday at four p.m. This is just the first segment of the show. We have two more, and I would love to take your questions or comments on this topic. We are at one eight eight eight. Two nine eight five five six nine, and you can also write to me, ask Coach Debbie at gmail dot com. Debbie is D E B B Y, and just a little plug for ya. If you're thinking,、mm, I want to get to writing some plots and script 
tropes, and I want to create some characters, and you like to do that in a fictional way, I have a way to support you with that. I offer workshops and group coaching. These are items that start at a range of $99 and go up to $275 if you would like group coaching for a month. We also have mentoring one-on-one. And I also have, and I'm just going to offer this for a few days right now, if you would like to sign on for Friday classes and once a month, a Sunday evening class, I'm going to offer a one-month membership for $900. So that is, oh, let me think here. So it's three a month, 12 months. That's 36 options, 36 times that you can partake. Uh, You can come, go, skip, join, whatever you like. But that's a one-time fee of $900 for the full year. I would love to hear from you. If you want to learn more, you can always go to my website, which is coachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, dot com. So don't go too far away. We're going to come right back and look into what's possible when you work on your identity so you can change those plots and those scripts. We'll be right back. to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just joining in, we're going to talk a little bit today about how you can have better control of those plots and those scripts that seem to be sort of fed into your life. They seem to be these circumstances that constantly happen around you. If you look at them, you seem to have a pattern of certain plots and certain scripts that are in your life. And you don't really know why. I have a friend right now who feels like she always dates unavailable men. I have another friend who feels that it's very, very hard to get a job in today's economic market. I have another friend who thinks life just works out for her in wonderful and mysterious ways, and she's just about to publish her third book. 
I have a client right now who feels like she's the most blessed person in the world because she found out that she is pregnant and she just got accepted to take proper leave to have a baby. There's all kinds of plots and scripts that happen. And if we look at the patterns, it feeds back to the sort of character that we are and the sort of things that we stand for. One thing that I used to endure an awful lot of as a child was bullying. And what I didn't understand in any way, shape, or form is that that was going to continue until something changed. I was deeply submerged into a pattern of really being bullied. Now, one thing I thought that we could do is just burn down the houses of all the bad little children that did bullying. But my, uh, my folks weren't on board with that one bit. So we had to get rid of that idea real quickly. I don't think I would have done it. But you know when you're tired? You're just really tired of something going wrong for a long time? You want to take extreme measures. And as adults, we're no different. We get into situations where we look at what's happening and we ask ourselves, why is this continuing to happen? One of my clients says, you know, I'm so tired of being someone who procrastinates. I know I could get so much more done. And I asked her, well, what would it be like to be someone who has more routine in her life? And she said, oh, my God, that sounds so dull. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the first step to realizing where things aren't working out. If it sounds dull to have a routine, and yet procrastinating isn't where one wants to hang out, what part of your identity needs to change so you get your writing done? If it's not going to be routine, Maybe what it's going to be is that you have certain things that you check off your list from maybe excitement all the way down to task. And if you get a few exciting things done and maybe one very task rule-based thing done, maybe you get to go and, and do something fun for yourself. For others, that's not going to work. It needs to be far more routine. For others, they just need to have the freedom to jump when the Spirit moves them. It's really about knowing who you are and what you want. And that's going to feed into the plots and scripts you're given in life. Now, let me just tell you a little bit. I told you about my friend, let me tell you about a student I had that was an athlete. And this goes back to the days of working at the college and teaching English 101. And David was a very, very good athlete. Specifically, he was kind of the star basketball player when he was also in my English 101 class. And one thing he told me in the very first week was sometimes I have practice and I have to be there 15 minutes before your class gets out 
so sometimes I'm going to have to leave early. Now, I found that really interesting because you can't really make up class. So how was he going to get the information that on a pretty regular basis he was going to miss? Well, one thing after another started with him not having the information for class, not having the assignments, not keeping up on the stuff he was missing, and it was affecting his grade, as it typically would. And he came to me and said, basketball really matters to me. If I don't do well in your class, I won't get a scholarship. And if I don't get a scholarship, I can't continue with basketball. In other words, he was trying to let me know (laughs) that this was on me, that he wasn't really in command of the plot that he was living out and the relationships, the scripts that were being played out with him and his coach and me and others. So what we had to do was come up with a new plan. But one of the things that was really important for me was to realize that even though English 101 wasn't at the top of David's plans, it had to fit in. Somewhere it had to fit in because he had a huge goal as an athlete. So we had to figure out a way where I could show up and he could show up and make up for those continuous missed last 15 minutes of class because he wasn't getting the work done and he wasn't finding out what the assignments were. It wasn't that we needed to make him wrong. It wasn't that we needed to do a massive overhaul on him or me or my class structure. It's that we needed to look at the goal, the goal was that he be able to receive the scholarship. And the only way that goal was going to be met is if he did well in basketball and if he kept his grades up. You're not going to keep your grades up if you keep missing things regarding class. So in that situation, when we finally worked out that Everything he needed to know about those last 15 minutes of class would be in his online portal for class. Every single thing, all the students were getting it. I just made a little change to how I ran things. And I started adding this to the online component. It wasn't a big deal for me. But this is when the, what do they call that? The rubber meets the road. This is when I got to see David's character because all of a sudden he started doing all those things he had been missing. He was going to the online portal. He was taking responsibility. He was someone that was true for what he said. Now, if he hadn't, the same plot and the same script would have continued. He would have needed to find someone to blame. He would have needed to find somewhere to say, things just don't work out for me. 
but instead he was really, really tapped in to the goal he had. He wanted to be a star basketball player. All we did was make a couple of tweaks. He knew where to go to find out the information. He did the homework. His grades stayed up. He got what he wanted. He was a man of integrity. Now, it could have gone very, very differently. And it does go differently when the plots and the scripts show our low character. In David's case, he turned out to have someone of high character. We had to make some adjustments so new plots and new scripts could support him. But by doing so, his high character came through, just like I shared with you about my friend. But in other situations, low character will come through. You make lots of changes, but you get the same results. Why is that? Well, your character is still looking for ways that the old story stays the same. In literature, we call this the archetypes. We, we talk about the archetype of like the wanderer or the orphan, or the innocent. Have you heard about this before, the archetypes in in literature? They always have a particular script. So, for example, if David hadn't been a man of character, but had been more this idea of the orphan archetype, he would have believed that he's always got to be resilient. And he would have said something like, you know, I, I should have, um, I should get a break here because I'm a star basketball player and I shouldn't have to prove myself in English too. This should be enough. I, I don't understand why I have to be the one to always overcome things. That would be more of what we call kind of a low-level character, the orphan that just always thinks they've got to be the resilient one, and they come up with the excuses why the same plots and the same scripts, you can think of scripts as like the relationships you have. That same stuff keeps happening. Why is it? Well comes back to character, comes back to how we're willing to show up. My friend that I was telling you about, he would have never taken this road. He was someone that knew if things are going to be done, he has got to keep his eye on how things are running and who is next in line to take care of what. He's got to make sure he delegates. He was a very, very responsible human being. He didn't operate on this level of the orphan. But here's another one. Here's another one that's a little wobbly. And this is the wanderer type. This type of character, they're always striving for a kind of a false sense of independence. And so what they might might feel is that there's a certain amount of doom in their life, and that it's always up to them to find their way through it. 
So they might say something like, you know, I'm doing really, really great in my English class. I'm barely missing a thing. But uh, my teacher, she's got it out for me. So, you know, that's just the way life is. You know, that's a that's a script that a person can pick up if they feel this sort of false sense of independence, like they they really are doing everything on their own. Um, but they don't want to do a new script, a new script, and go and talk to the teacher and say, hey, you know, it seems that I'm only missing 15 minutes at the end of class and that I'm falling, you know, far behind. It seems like there's something we got to do about this. What could we do? Now that's stepping into a more independent but thoughtful archetype that knows you had better rewrite your script in order for your real character to be shown. So do you see how this works together? Characters, plots, scripts, it all comes together. When you, when you marry together how someone shows up or fails to show up with how they look in the world, there's going to be these certain scripts that follow it. Or if you look at certain settings, certain plots, there's going to be certain characters and what they talk about that fit in that plot and others that don't. It goes together. It's almost like a three-pointed triangle. And if you want to change the plots and the scripts in your real life, you're going to have to come back to that character level. Before we go to our second break, I just want to tell you a few of the steps that are really, really important here. I'm just going to read them off, and then in the last section of our show, we're going to get a little further into how you do this. So number one, if you're going to change those plots and scripts, you're going to want to start paying attention to the things you believe. And that's, that's really getting into the subconscious level. Once you pay attention to the things you believe, you want to start paying attention to the thoughts you have throughout the day. And notice the ones you have over and over again. After that, you're going to want to start to really pay attention to how those thoughts make you feel. And are these the sort of thoughts you want to continue feeling? And from that, you're going to notice that based on how you feel leads to what you decide to do next. In David's case, he could have done something very different. I mean, he could have been someone that lived by the script of, I don't need to talk to my teacher. I think I'm just going to get out of this class as soon as possible and go to a different one. That's not a bad script for someone who's afraid to confront someone. But if your belief is, I can work this out, then your next thought probably is going to be, I better do something about this. The emotion you're going to feel is a little empowered. And then from there, the action is going to be a conversation, not a confrontation. 
but a conversation. See how that works? Let's do a little bit more of this. We just need to take one more quick break. If you have a question for me, I will take that after the break. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Caroline Heldman, professor of politics specializing in systems of power, to talk about the crossroads the world is at now between democracy and autocracy. On Saturday, Joey Medea walks on the wild side with his research into legends of the werewolf in books, movies, and other lore. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. We're talking today about those plots and those scripts that we tend to write and we find that our, our characters are really working out because we're seeing the patterns of it. Or we find that it's not working out because we've chosen a character that exhibits certain patterns and therefore the plots and the scripts are not aligning with what we wanted the character to do. We have this uh, question from Derek who says, this is a very interesting concept that the identity of a character performs through script. What should I do about my character? She seems to be on this no-end path of believing in survival. She can't seem to she can't seem to bear above surface. Bear. She can't seem to bear above surface. But there's something about her that is so tragic. If I took it away, I wouldn't have her anymore. So are you saying she has to be fully redesigned? Hmm. Derek, well, let's think about this. Um I'm I'm going to say this, not not knowing much about your book, I'm going to say that there are people that believe in surviving and there are people that believe in thriving. Does your girl character believe she can thrive? If not, uh, she she's always going to be uh, just surviving. 
or just above surviving or knocked back to surviving. So what I would say is what kind of beliefs does she exhibit in your playbook story, whatever it is you're working on? What kind of beliefs are coming forward? Because if she is in a repeated cycle and she's not making headway, it sounds to me that there's something you could reveal about the core of this person and allow her to transition so that she can actually thrive. <laughs> that's my best that's my best shot. <laughs> I hope that helps you, Derek. Um and not knowing more about the story, um, that is a very, very general answer on my part. Tell you what, uh I do this show until 5 o'clock Pacific time. If you would like to send me a little note in Facebook Messenger, uh, I'd be happy to carry on the conversation with you. But thank you for, for bringing that here to the show because you are bringing up something that, that is very important. And that is... If we want to have new plots and scripts, and if we want our characters to have new opportunity, whether it's us and how we live our life story, or it's our characters and how we're writing their story, they're going to need, if they're going to, if they're going to have real change, they're going to need to change their environment and their friends and who they think they are. So, yeah, let's, Derek, let's just go back to yours for a second. If your character isn't willing to go beyond the environment she's in, or if she's not willing to shed ways, partners, friends with those who might be holding her back, uh, she, she's not going to thrive. She's going to continue to show you that where she is is more important to her than maybe what she tends to say that she wants. I know I, I worked with a character in my head for a while that wasn't, I'm just going to keep with my language here, she wasn't really thriving. And I couldn't figure out why for a while seemed like I was giving the space for that character to really grow. But what I wasn't doing was I wasn't resolving the fact that she had always been a little on the bossy side. And what I really needed to do with this character was uh, just kind of put her in her place using another character. In other words, she got embarrassed and she got humbled and she decided to go on and find some new friends for a while. And that helped her change. That set her up for a whole new script because her plot and the people that she had been interacting with were no longer tolerating her. Hmm. 
Now that I think about it, I kind of like this answer better than my first one. See if that helps you. <laughs> I hope it does. Uh, because it's so fun. It's so fun to work with how characters are playing out their way in our head. But you know, we're not much different. We're really not. Sometimes when people tell me that writing fiction is just seems like this masterful feat, I think, well, it it's not far from our own experience because writing characters is a lot about observing the human condition and the things and the patterns and the situations that we find ourselves attracted to based on who we are. Now, what gets interesting is that in real life, when we're working with our thoughts and how those thoughts lead to how we feel and how those feelings lead, and this is a really critical part, feelings lead to the actions you take. You know, if I felt crummy about doing a radio show, I'd never show up. I feel awesome about doing a radio show. I'm here every Thursday, right? The way I feel about this place determines how I show up or if I failed to show up. And those feelings come right out of my thoughts. You know, Eric is awesome. This radio station's high quality. I like being here. That gives me a happy feeling. That allows me to show up. It, it comes down to math. I mean, really, it comes down to math. Now, if I was of a different character, I might see it as just a ton of work. I might see it as like this extra thing that I just have to somehow figure out how to do. But I don't. And I'm not better. I just don't see it that way. That's just not my perspective. But if I was to change at that level, at that character level, if I was to start rolling out of bed and thinking, oh, man, that's just all so much work, you would see a very different plot and very different scripts between us. So it is in that relationship with environment and with the people and the things we want to be doing that start to show more about the plots and scripts you can expect. But one thing that's really, really challenging is the notion of trying to move forward, either by writing the character or living your own life as a real-life person, character does. One of the tricky spots is having enough vision to know when you're going to need help and when you're going to need advice, and when you're going to need to take a break, and what you're going to need, and what sort of dosage you're going to need. And for this reason, I think it's a great idea to have a, a mentor, a coach, an advisor, at the absolute least, a very good friend. Because with, without someone that also has their eyes on the scripts and the plots that you are in the thick of, you might get even deeper into the thick of something and have no sight for the path out. 
And that's, that is, that is where you're going to need help. And think about the people that you admire most. They typically, they are receiving help. I mean, I still have a, a friend who thinks Michael Jordan was the greatest thing ever, ever. Well, do you think he did that all by himself? Um, I don't know his life story, but I can tell you this. He had coaches. He had advice. He had people helping him, even, even if he had some forces that were against him. And we often come face-to-face with those. He had those on his side that wanted him to go forward. Let's also think about the fact that as you work with your thoughts and you work with your emotions and you make decisions and you, you constantly are thoughtful about where you want to end up, there are going to be times where you need to adjust your plan. You can't completely, totally, 100% control the plots and the scripts that are going to come your way even when you're taking very good care of your thoughts and emotions. You don't have 100% control over others, ever. (laughs) So what can you do about this? You can adjust. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. It's not easy to adjust. If you can add a little faith to the mix, it will become easier. But it's often not easy to adjust to the changes you're going through or to the expectations and the timeline you had and how sometimes things go. Again, we're just looking at the idea that as we go through our day and our week and our months, there are these plots and scripts that come to us. Some are patterned. We see a pattern, and some are surprise. But the more we are in touch with our character, the more we are thoughtful about our environments, where we go, where we choose to live, how we choose to live, the patterns around that, the more we're thoughtful about those we hang out with, what we say to those we're around, how deeply we get to know them, how standoffish we can be, the more we pay attention to what are our reactions, how do we choose to respond, what sort of decisions might we make now based on the new information, the more we can adapt to change, the more we can feel satisfied that what we want and what we can envision is possible. I used to live in very, very different patterns and habits than I have today. Going back to my friend that I spoke of in the very beginning of the show, he and I were co-workers 13, 14, 15 years ago. And the habits I had back then We're very much in the mode of survival, of I've got to learn everything I possibly can so that I can do a great job. And if I can't learn everything, I'll never do a great job. 
I had a very black and white idea around it. I didn't have the idea that I have today, which is I am dedicated to learning and I will learn at a pace that suits me. And I will learn because I'm committed to learning. I used to have this idea that whatever the bar was that someone set for me, that was the pace I had to move at. That was the proving level I had to fit into. But I found that I couldn't. And I was constantly disappointing others. And I was constantly disappointing myself. So to change that plot, I changed the script. I started going and saying to people, I know you would like these particular results on these timeline, but I actually have low vision and I would like to request more time. Or I might say something like, I know that you're thinking I'm slipping behind and I'm worried I'm slipping behind too. So could we have a conversation and find a new way to do this? Is that possible? When you're willing to change the script with people, it's usually because you've been changing your character, and that will always bring about a new plot that you live out, and it will bring about even more scripts. Mm -hmm. I'm finding that more and more people that are writing fiction are coming my way, and I just want to say, I welcome you. I would love to get to know you. You can always write to me at AskCoachDebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail.com. You can follow up with me on Facebook at Coach Debbie. And I want to say to those who are doing rebranding and writing nonfiction, I have all kinds of VIP offers for you. They start at $500 for three days and they go on up. And it just depends on what you want to create. But remember, it always begins with character. And from there, you're going to see yourself in the plots and in the scripts that best suit you. Keep your standards high. Keep your spirits up. And I'll see you back here next Thursday. I wish you a great week. Namaste, my friends. Namaste.